So I thought I'd be dead by the age of 30. Give me $150 a week. I just need to buy pampers and milk for my daughter. Alpha goes up to them. It's like, yo, where do you get your jewelry from? I see it shining from the other side. Welcome to another podcast of Inspiring Oya, where our job is to love, leave, inspire, and serve. Got caught up there in my own podcast. But today we got in the building Victor Rodriguez, a.k.a. Pucci, owner of Tasia Diamonds. He's a father of three and been married to his lovely wife for 25 years. Pucci, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. So, Pucci, um, let's just get it started. Pucci, you own one of the best jewelry business out there. I mean, like New York. There's pretty much nobody who doesn't know you. I mean, you work with artists, people all around the world, business people. Could you just tell us um, how did you get started? Oh man, how did I get started? Yeah. Oh man, this happened 22 years ago when um, I used to work in, um, how can I explain? I used to be, you know, a young kid running the streets and um, my daughter was actually born. And um, when she was born, she was born premature, so she was in um, ICU for 31 days. Wow. And she almost died. And, you know, I fell to my knees and I asked God to help us, to give me a chance to um, let my daughter live. And if she lived, I will stop the streets. I will stop being... Incarcerated, yeah. Like, I will stop everything from the streets and, and, and work. So my daughter ended up living. Um... And I was looking for a job. And uh, there was a pawn shop in the neighborhood I, I lived in, which was Newark, New Jersey. Gotcha. Which Newark is bad. You understand? Yeah, Newark. So, yeah. I asked uh, the guy who worked at the pawn shop, can I work for him? And he was telling me the business is bad, it's slow, so he can't pay me. So the owner was a lady. So I asked the lady, like, listen, let me work for you. And, you know, I'll work and I'll bring the business up to date, you know, I make it run good. So she was like, oh yeah, but we can't really pay you a lot. I was like, look, give me $150 a week. I just need to buy pampers and milk for my daughter. Gotcha. So I was working for her from nine in the morning to nine at night, seven days a week. It was crazy. But after a couple of months, the business started picking up. It was booming. But then I ended up getting a job at the Board of Education. Gotcha, doing what? Security guard. Get out of here. Yeah, I was a security guard for like a month. So. <laughs> I was working there and I was asking my friend, can he run the business for me until I get out of work? So he was never at the business. You know, he used to open up at 12, leave, come back. So the business started dropping. So the lady was like, hey, the business starting to become slow. What's going on? She didn't know I was working at the Board of Education, you know, half of That's the day. Crazy. So I had to tell her, look, I was working at the Board of Education half of the day and I come to work here. So I had a choice either keep working at the Board of Education which I was making like $13.50 an hour. Gotcha. Right. I could have I had benefits for my daughter and, you know, pay vacation or whatever, or leave that and go back to $150 a week. So I quit my job. My wife went crazy. You went to the $150 a week? I went to the $150 a week. Why? Why, why, why did you go? Because I saw a vision gotcha. in the jewelry business. Security guard, I knew that's all I could do as a security guard, just get paid every year, get a little bone, you know, yeah. like a raise, but that's the limit I'm going to be to. Gotcha. In the jewelry business, I knew I could go farther. So I ended up quitting. My wife was like, yeah, but we need the insurance. We need this. We need that. So in the jury business, I ain't have any of that. 
Gotcha. So I ended up quitting and I went there. So the lady ended up raising me to $300 a week. Now, mind you, we was doing great. She ended up, so some people came in with some jewelry. I ended up calling her. She made like a, like a two or $300,000 bonus from her money. So she profited. doubled it. Like, 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 she profited. Like, like, give me an example. What did they bring? Watches, chains, rings. Okay. And she sold it. Made like three, $400,000 profit probably. I don't know. She gave me a $10,000 bonus. I was super happy with that $10,000 bonus. Yeah, it was like. I thought was, I was like. Richest man in the world. Yeah. yeah. You can't tell me nothing. <laughs> you know? So I told you, know, I was happy because at that time, I ended up getting an apartment for my wife and kids. And uh, we used to live with my mother or, or going back to my mother-in-law's house, back and forth, me and my wife, because we didn't have money. Yeah, now you're the Jeffersons. You moved on up. Yeah, so, you know, I took the little money. I ended up getting a little apartment. Um, I think it was like $1,000 a month. So I figured that $10,000 was 10 months of rent. Wow. Okay. So I never touched that $10,000. Um, crazy part was, like a month later, she ended up getting another one, gave me another $10,000 bonus. So I was happy. She ended up leaving in Florida, and I asked her, can I continue working for her? So she let me work. I was sending her like from like nine to $12,000 a week, depending on profit. profit. Now, how much was you making at this time? Well, I still was making a 300, and then she raised me to 500 when she left to Florida. Gotcha. So I was making 500, never took a penny from her. Every week, just taking my $500 out. If I needed extra money, I would ask her, can I borrow $100, $200? until the end of the week and I'll take it out. So I used to do that. Now, two years later comes, she ends up coming back from Florida. She surprised me. Okay. So it was funny because she's like, look, we're going to go out to eat. We need to talk. So I'm nervous the whole day. Like, we need to talk. Like, what we need to talk about? Like, why you're not talking to me now? So she ended up leaving. Nine time we go out to eat, we're, she's eating. And I'm like, look, I can't eat because I need to know what's going on. She's like, just eat. Don't worry about it. Take it easy. I said, I cannot eat. Like, like what, what was going through your head this time, Pooch? Like, like, she's about to fire me. Yeah. Or she's selling the company. And I'm like, you know, I quit my job to work for this lady because I saw a future. And so I'm like, she can't be firing me. There's no way she's going to fire me. I never stole from her. You know? So I'm freaking out. I'm like, look, I can't eat. You got to talk to me now. I'm freaking out. She's like, just eat. And I'm like, no, I can't eat because... If you're going to fire me, I want to know why you're going to fire me. If I've been loyal to you, I'm going crazy. So now I'm going crazy. Yeah. She's like, can you just be quiet? Nobody's firing you. So I'm like, so if you want to sell the business, can you at least speak to the people? Nobody's selling the business either. Can you just relax and eat? I'm like, no, I can't. Now you're freaking me out because now I don't know what's going on. So she's like, look, I'm giving you the business. Bro, I started crying. Wow. Like literally, I broke down crying. I'm like, don't play with me like that. She's like, yeah, I'm giving you the business. And I'm like, I just stood shocked. Like, tears coming down my eyes. I'm crying. And I'm like, I can't take the business from you because I don't like nobody giving me nothing free in life. Yeah. She's like, no, but take out. Like, look, let's become partners, you know, and I'll still send you money. She's like, look, I made so much money these last two years. I'm retiring. Now, you said you said you were sending her nine to 12000 a week. A week. So she was making at least forty k a month. Yeah. Pretty much you send a, almost a million dollars in two years. 960000 yeah. easily. Probably more. Yeah. No, because with the two deals, she, yeah, she made over a mil. Yeah. With no problem. So um, she ended up giving me the business. And I would cry. And I was like, look, I can't take the business. 
because I just don't like nothing free handed to me. I've always been like that all my life. So she's like, look, I brought the business, you know, seven years ago for $18,000. Give me a hundred bucks a month if that makes you feel good. And until you pay it off and you can keep the business. So I'm like, all right, I could do that. Yeah. So those two, I mean, in two weeks, I ended up giving her the money, the 18000 Wow. Bought the business and then that's how it. Yeah. So it was weird because I ended up making like, that week I made 12000 I sent it to her. The second week I made like 11000 some change. I sent her the whole thing. She's like, no, but I told you it was 18000 I said, yeah, but those are the two weeks I made the money. So I'm giving it to you. I could start next week with mines. And from there, that's when I took off. And it was a wrap from there. Yeah, from there, I ended up buying, um, opening up six pawn shops. And, you know, I started building my empire from there. Um, four years later, which was around like, in, no, two years later, I'm sorry. I ended up buying my first house. Gotcha. How old was you at this time? I was 26. So... When I Let, my first house. Let's go back a little bit. Here you at, barely could put food on the table when your daughter's born, and now you're already buying your first house. Yes. How wh Where you at in this space right now in your life? Like, how do you feel? You feel on top of the world? Oh, I felt blessed to know that I was able to buy a house for my family gotcha. and to see them grow, you know, it was a beautiful thing. Um, the first house was in the city of Newark as well. Gotcha. Um, it was a nice little area where I brought it at. And they had a nice backyard. So I felt good. You know, I felt like I accomplished something I never thought I could do in my life. You mm. understand? Yeah. So it felt good to have that. And um, we was actually there for three years. It was actually in old three where I brought the house. I'm sorry. It was a year later, year later. of me buying the business. I brought a house. The first year wow. of me running the business, I brought a house. And then... Um, Three years later, which was 2006, I ended up selling the house and buying a bigger house gotcha. in uh, um, in Belleville, New Jersey. So I ended up buying a bigger house in Belleville, New Jersey with a, a beautiful backyard with grass and a swimming pool. Oh, my God, the house, it was, you know, it was a nice uh, 4,000 square foot home. So anything, it was beyond your wildest dreams that oh, you ever thought? I never thought I could buy a house like that in my life. No way. Yeah. Even growing up, you never Even growing up, that. I never thought I could do that. Wow. So I ended up buying a real beautiful home for my family. And it just felt like it was a blessing to do that. And um, in 08 was when I started doing, um, I ended up doing a watch line. Okay. So like your own watch line? My own watch line. Okay. So I did it with two other people. We did a watch line and it went great. Selling them in the pawn shops? No, nah, um, I was just selling them like, and uh, I ended up meeting someone, which it was crazy. Um, I met a guy named Joe Antonacci, okay. who was a ring announcer, real nice guy. And um, he actually told me, hey, let's go to the boxing matches. I can introduce you to some people. So he ended up taking me to the boxing matches. And I'm, he's like, what you want to do with the watches? Well, I was like, I want to sell the watches to celebrities and I want to meet people, you know, put patches on their shorts you know, with, with the name of the company, this, that, third. So it was funny because he's like, look, I'm a ring announcer, right? But I'm not on that level yet. I'm going to introduce you to someone who could get you to everybody. So he introduced me to a guy named Sam Watson. Okay. And what so, did Sam do? 
Sam Watson actually works for a guy named Al Heyman. So they're the biggest people in boxing history. Like, they have everyone. Mayweather, Adrian Broner, you know, like um, Danny Garcia, the Charlo. Gotcha. Like, they got all the big names they have. Gotcha. So he ended up introduced so cool. me. So he introduced me to Sam Watson. So I see a guy, you know, older guy with gray hair, fast talker, the most nicest guy in the world you could ever meet. So I, I meet him and I'm like, um, so he's like, Joe, you know, this a good friend of mine. I mean, he tells Sam, it's a good friend of mine's Victor, meet Sam, this, that, there, me, him talking. So I show him my watch. I'm like, look, I got a watch company. I just opened up. So I'm showing him the watch, this, that, third. So he's like, come with me, come with me. What you want to do? What you want to do? Like, he's a quick talker. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I would like to. Um, Guys, just know we're in Florida. It's hot out here. Yes, it's super hot. Yeah. So he's like, what you want to do? So I'm like, well, I want to put patches on shorts. So at that time, it was Chris Ariola and Ruiz fighting, right? Okay. Two heavyweights fighting. And Paul the Punisher Williams was fighting that night. So it was three big names at the time when I was doing that. Oh, wait. So he's like, what you want to do? So I'm like, I want to put patches on. He's like, give me the patches. Give me the patches. So he goes to these guys. And I'm looking like, who's this guy? Like, he can't get to them. So he's like, here, this is my guy. Here go a patch. Here go a patch. Here go a patch. He's going to give y'all a watch each. I need y'all to put it on in the fights. So this is an HBO fight. So I'm what? looking at this guy like, I'm looking at this guy like, they are not going to wear my patches because you're telling them. So they're like, all right, Sam, they take the patch, they go. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> so now I'm going crazy. His blessings. Yes. Yeah, wow. so I'm trying to figure out who Sam Watson is. I'm like, I need to know who Sam Watson is now. So I'm freaking out. So he's like, I'm asking people, they're like, you don't know who Sam is? Sam is like, you better check who he is. He's one of the biggest guys yeah. in boxing. So I'm walking with him. All of a sudden, I see Jamie Foxx and everybody, and everybody's like, Sam, I need to talk to you. I'm, and I'm like, who is this guy still? So I'm like, I must be with the right guy because Jamie Foxx running up to him, asking him for a favor, and everybody else asking him. Yeah. So I'm like, what the heck? Like, who is this guy? So I, I see um, Evander Holyfield come up to him, shake his hand. I'm like, now nah, I really need to know who this guy is. So he takes me inside, sits down next to him, ringside, and I'm like, what is going on here? Like I'm, um, like I'm puzzled right now. You made you like in La La Land. You're like, yeah, man, like, how did I get here? Like, how did this happen right now? Wow. So now when I see the fight and I see my patches on, I'm going crazy. I'm like, wow. So me and Sam became like great friends. And this all happened because of the ring announcer that you met. Introduced me to Sam Watson. Wow. And the doors opened up for me. Like Sam is a blessing. He opened up so much doors for me. And I thank you, Sam Watson, always for doing everything you've done for me. Like, I'm in debt with him for the rest of my life. Wow. And um, he got two sons. Everybody think they're twins, Brandon Watson and Marcus yeah. Watson. But they're not twins. One is like seven years apart. The, 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 the like other one. Yeah, but everybody think they're twins. Are they doing the same thing that dad does? Yes. No way. Whenever you see the fights and you see a guy with gray hair, Sam Watson, you see the two twins. Everybody think they're twins. You see them in the ring as well. Wow. But they're not twins, you know? So um, we became great friends. Like, you know, I went to their wedding. I did their in, uh, wedding rings. You understand? Wow. Like, yeah, they're great friends of mine. So the doors opened up for me from the boxing world and everything. And it was funny because I was doing the watch line, right? So then I see someone who 
had a a watch on, another a Rolex on, and a chain, a nice chain on. So I'm like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, why you ain't ask me to um, get that for you? He was like, you do jewelry? I'm like, yeah, I do jewelry. He was like, you never told us that. So I stood quiet. I'm like, so I go up to I go up to Sam. I'm like, Sam, you know I do jewelry, right? He's like, you do jury? <laughs> and I'm like, so I sit down and I start thinking like, oh my God. Light bulb went up. Yeah, because I've been doing the watches, promoting the watches. I never told nobody I do jury as well. Hmm. So I'm like, whoa. So at the time, I'm like, I don't want to do this jury, I mean, this watch line no more. So I ended up selling my company to my partner and I ended up doing the jury line. And I started telling everybody I'm doing jury, I'm doing jury. And at the time, I was doing, um, you know, I started getting people to start doing the jewelry and everything. And that's when I changed the name to Tasia Diamonds, to my daughter's name. Gotcha. And um, my daughter has cerebral palsy and low muscle tone. So because of her, I started going, I started working hard because I knew I had to give her a better life. You understand? Yeah, for sure. So I started working real hard every day, trying to get to that next level to provide for my family. Yeah. And, um. You know, then I had uh, two boys, which is Victor and Matthew. Okay, a junior? Yeah, yeah. Victor Jr. and Matthew. Great kids. Like, I, I'm blessed with the kids I have. Wow. Like, God gave me three great, beautiful kids. And I'm blessed, you understand? Yeah, for sure. We're, we're, we're a family that's united. We're blessed. Like, my kids are the world to me. You just got an amazing family. The, yeah. the hospitality is crazy here. We walked in. They're offering us food. I mean, like, yeah. they're just amazing. My mother-in-law. Yeah, she's amazing. She will fill you up. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? typically good yeah. Spanish grandmas. That's what they do. Right. So, Always taking care of you. So, you know, it's great. You know, and I've been blessed and, and I've been working hard. So little by little, I've been trying to build my empire. And I'm happy to say now that I, I own a one-stop shop, meaning from A to Z. So I actually do jewelry for other jewelers. So I build a lot of stuff. Um, we have the designing. We do designs. We do uh, the 3D printing. Gotcha. We do the. So cool. We actually do the casting in-house. We have the jewelers in-house. We have the diamond setters in-house. We have the polishers in-house. So we do everything from A to Z and give you the piece done. Wow. Yeah, so, so they, they don't. Nobody needs to go to somebody else. No, figure it you out. see, like every jeweler has to go. Tasia Diamond does it all. Right, so every jeweler has to go either to get their design made. Then after their design, they got to send it over to get um, printed through another company. Then after the printing, they got to take it to the casting company. Then from the casting company, they got to take it to the jewelers to put to clean it up, get it ready. Then they got to take it to a diamond setter. Then after the diamond set, they take it to the polisher. Wow, that's a big process. Right. They got to go through all the steps. With us, you come in and you walk out happy. Wow. Yeah, so. Um, so, so that's the transition. You did your watch line. Then you start your jewelry line. Right. Then, and I, then you, I'm guessing you already left the, <coughs> the, the pawn shop business. Yeah, I got rid of all the pawn shop business. And I wanted to dedicate myself into the jewelry business just building stuff so that's what we started doing what inspires you about the jewelry business the craftsmanship um the, when someone asks me to design something 
and it was something crazy they want me to design. And once you see it come to life, like you stay puzzled. You're like, wow, like I really created that. I really made that. And especially if the piece comes out gorgeous, you're like amazed with the work. Yeah. The craftsmanship, even to see their face is a beautiful thing. You understand? Yeah. So like, I'm just blessed. And a lot of jewelers like working with me and you know, I'm happy to, to know that I'm working with them as well. You understand? Like we work with one another and it's great to see that unity because a lot of jewelers don't want to work with other jewelers. It's all about themselves in this right. world. Right? Or, or they're kicking each other's backs in. And, you know, I work with a few jewelers and we're all working together and helping each other out and just building an empire. And nobody's kicking each other's back in. And it's great. It's a great feeling, especially for me to be um, Hispanic. Yeah. You understand? On 47th Street in the Diamond District where all the Russians and Jews control everything. Yeah, I, like, trust me, I know. I've been in that building. Right, so to see a Hispanic doing what I do is a blessing. How they open the doors for me and they help me out. So it's a blessing to see that. Oh, wow, come on, that's good. Um, tell me tell me on um, one of the, so I'm guessing one of the toughest times was when your daughter was born. And then one of the best aspiring time is when you meet this guy, Sam. Um. Yeah, one of the roughest times of my life was with um when my daughter was born. Yeah. Um, where me and my wife went through a lot of struggles and tribes and tribulations and yeah. we saw our world crumbled in a second. So it was rough for us. Um It was hard. Yeah, real tough. But she what today is amazing because she's so inspiring. Yeah, now she's the most inspiring young lady in the world she's um she wrote her own book you know my daughter is very smart uh she, she's been in a lot of like um interviews because people are so inspired by her and they want to know about her so she's always like in she's been in so many so how do you feel like in the beginning it's tough and now people are like super inspired by her tasia oh and then now everybody wants to talk to her it, it, it's a blessing to know you know because they told us that my daughter won't be able to walk, won't be able to talk. Uh, and my daughter was an honor roll student. And it's crazy because when she was in third grade, she was in special education. And the teacher from third grade was speaking to us and had a meeting with us and was like, your daughter shouldn't be in special education. You know your daughter knows how to read, right? And we're like, well, we always read a book to her. She's like, no, she knows how to read. And she knows her numbers. I was like, yeah, because I always teach her math because I was real good at math. My wife was real good at the reading part. I was real good at math. Yeah. You know, like they always say, if you're good at math, you're not good at reading. reading. No. If you're I good read. at reading, you're not good at math. I suck at reading. Oh, my God. I'm like cat in a hat. Yeah. <laughs> no, <Nah, laughs> nah, but, um, you know, my wife used to always read to her and do this. And, that, and I used to teach her numbers. And my wife, I mean, the teacher was like, I think you should put her in regular classes to see. And I was like, let's try it to what happened. So we transitioned her from special education straight into third grade, like into regular classes. Half of the um, year was over. I think it was like May, June, July. Yeah. So there was like, and she aced it. And there was like, you think we should keep her back in third grade one more year just because. You wanted to see it. 
kindergarten, first, second, regular classes, half a third. We don't want to put her in fourth because it's going to be tough. Let's take her back to third grade and redo it one more time. My wife was like, yeah. I was like, I don't want to. I want my daughter to go to fourth then and let's go. And my wife's like, let's just do it and get, keep her back one more year. I was like, all right, let's do it. And she aced third grade. And from there on, she was an honorable student every single year. year. Every single year, all the way to high school. I probably would have paid her to do my homework. Oh, my God. I was so happy I didn't have to do her homework because some of the work was hard. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my God. So we was just helping her, like, write, you know, because it was hard for her to write the thing. So we used to help her write. But she was an honorable student. Even in graduation, the day of graduation, my daughter can't walk. And she got up from her wheelchair and took 10 steps to get her diploma. The whole school went crazy. The news, they even put her on Channel 4 News, Channel 7, Channel 2 News, showing what she did. It was crazy. Like, she wanted to show the world that she's going to walk one day. And she was practicing, practicing. She would have took more steps. But, by mistake, I broke her toe a week before. <laughs> before they read that, it's crazy. I broke her toe on her prom night. I stepped on her toe with a shoe and crushed her toe. Oh, she was pissed. Yeah, she was on the concrete. Like, the concrete, you know, when the bricks in the yeah. center. So, I ended up crushing her toe from there. She was crying. I felt bad. I was like, oh, my God, just messed up her whole graduation, her whole walk. Like, I was like, God, help her at least do something. Do something. Even with the pain, she took 10 steps. That's amazing. You know, I, I, I saw an interview of her and how she was saying you're her hero. I, I just started tearing up and crying. Like, that's amazing. The crazy man. part is she's my hero. Wow. That's the crazy part. She's the one who changed my life around from all the stupidness and dumb things I did back in the day when I was young. So you went from being a hustle in the streets, just her being the blessing in your life. Yeah, I thought... Became legit and yeah, because all this is because of her. Yeah, because honestly, I always said I won't pass 30. I always said I won't never pass the age of 30 because the things I was doing. So I thought I'd be dead by the age of 30. But thank God, God had a different path for me and different life for me. So, you know, things went great with Sam Watson. And then the crazy part is my friend ended up getting signed to the Yankees. Robinson Cano. Okay. So when Robinson Cano got signed to the Yankees, he told me he was going to help me and open up doors for me. And let me tell you something. This man took me to the next level because when he became big he brought me all the big celebrities and the crazy part is he always told me i never want a penny from you i just want to help you out because you're a friend of mine so he just added value pure value he said no strings attached no strings attached he said we're from newark new jersey i made it i want you to make it and that's what he did. He opened up so much doors for me. And I was like, oh, what do you want? Like, do you want something? This, that, third. He said, I don't want a penny from you. I want you to take care of your wife and kids and for you to live a better life. That's all. And when I tell you he brought me big names, he brought me big names. names. Like right now, he just got me one of the biggest superstars in the world, Fernando Tatis. Yeah. Is my client. 
He just got, what was it, like a $200, $300 million contract? The kid's 19 years old? It's crazy. Like, it's crazy. The blessings that God just gives. Oh, my God. He just gives me so much blessings and blessings and blessings. It was like I got so many people that opened so many doors for me. You can't do it alone, right? You got to let people know, even if you want to be a jeweler, go for your business, you can't do it alone because people always think it's me, 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 and... You need people, right? Yeah, you, you need those doors open. And you got to be loyal. And you got to be great. You know, don't cheat people. Don't do, like, it was crazy because Robinson Cano, right, asked me to make two chains for him. So I make him the two chains. And the day I drop it off to him, me not knowing anything, he had appraisers at his house appraising his other jury. And I gave him the two chains. So the Robert's going to be like, hey, I'm busy. Just give him the two chains. I'll see you later because I got to do an interview. So I'm like, no problem. So I gave him the two chains. I left. So Robinson Cano calls me two days later. Matt, like, you just don't understand how pissed off I am. I'm like, what's wrong? So he's telling me, like, oh, this jury is bad. And he's telling me that the jury is bad. This, that, third, uh. Like, no, why the jury's bad? Like, I'm guessing they putting diamonds in there, uh, not the best quality. Right, because he brought, he's supposed to brought VS diamonds, and he was getting, like, I-1 stones, SI-2 yeah, stones, the worst off. of the worst. So he's like, I'm real upset about it, this, that, third. So I'm like, oh, like, I didn't give you that. He's like, I'm not talking about your jury. I'm talking about somebody else's jury. He's like, the crazy part is, your two chains are the only ones that came back good. So like, that, that's good. It's so, accomplishment. Yeah. And yeah. back of the phone, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> happy. Yeah. yeah, so I'm celebrating. So he's like, look, I need you to make me all my jewelry again. And he has so much jewelry. Wow. I had to make like 20 chains for him, like bracelets, ring, you know, rings, um, some new watches he wanted. So it was like a door open for me. So he's like, I'm gonna help you out this that third. So he started giving me all these other guys. And the reason all these other clients started coming to him was, I mean, coming to me was because they were seeing his jewelry. And he was like, oh, my God, well, you got that chain from it shining so much. And everybody was coming up to me like, yo, why those diamonds are shining more than my jewelry or this, that, third? I like, <laughs> they're cheating you. That's what they do. I ain't time. telling them. I was cheating them. I was like, look, all I know is that you're asking me for VS. I'm putting VS. Um, and I'm giving you the quality that you asked for. That's all I'm doing. And the right color of stones. You understand? Because there are VS, but they could be IJ color. You understand? Yeah. So your diamonds won't, your chain won't shine. shine. Now, is it what? The lower the number, the letter, the, the more shines, correct? No. Or is the higher? The higher the letter, the more shine. Okay. The the worse um, the numbers, the worse it gets. Because after IJ color, you're looking at yellow stones. So if you see them out the bag, you think they're canary yellow diamonds. They're not. You understand? Yeah. So, but when you put them in rose gold or yellow gold, the gold covers it and it makes it look like it's shiny. Mm, okay. But then when you put it next to a DEF color chain, you see the difference. Of the shine, everything, the quality right. of the diamond. Right. So you always never wanted to cheat. You always want to give mm. the word. Yeah, yeah. I always, yeah. I stay with VS and I stay with the right color. You understand? So that's what's been helping me out. So all these baseball players been coming up to me. You understand? Yeah. Like I got Asuna, you know, like Sugar Diaz, Segura. Like I got all the big names in baseball that comes up, you know. By yeah, because they know your work. Your quality is good. It stands right, for it. 
right so they all come to me and they're buying stuff from me so it's helping me out so um like all these ball players just been coming and coming and coming and they've been buying a lot of jewelry from me because they see the quality stone and the funny part was then i met alpha okay who's alpha i don't know who he is but tell me tell me who he is break it down to me alpha is one of the biggest um latin artists right now in the world okay from dominican republic he does like uh, trap music, um, and he got everybody that's right now working with him. You understand? Yeah. So right now he's like the biggest of the biggest right now. So it's funny because he comes to my, well, Segura and Robinson Cano was at a concert in Dominican Republic. So Alpha goes up to them like, "Yo, where do you get your jewelry from? I see it shining from the other side." Yeah. So they're telling him, "Oh, uh, from our guy Pucci." He's like, who's Pucci? I know every Jude on 47th Street. I don't know no Pucci. So he's like, well, you need to go see our guy because our guy is the main guy. You're going to, you know, these whack jewelers. Yeah. So he's like, nah, I need to go see who he is. So he flies in. So at the time, I was just, I make everything to the order. So if I comes to my office, like, oh, um, I need to see Pucci. I'm like, I'm Pucci. So he's like, you know who I am? I'm like, yeah, you're Alpha. What's going on? So he's like, oh, um, let me see your jewelry. So I said, look, I make everything to the order. Well, I got two pieces that I'm about to finish, you know, making. Here it goes right here. He's like, so where's all your jewelry? I'm like, I told you, I make everything through order. He's like, let me speak to your boss. I'm like, my boss? <laughs> I am the boss. He's like, look, you're not the boss. Let me speak to your boss. I said, my guy, I am this the is boss. Funny. This is funny. He gets up and leaves. Does he call Robert or one of those guys that he saw in the concert? I guess. He calls it Uda. He called Segura, not Cano. Yeah. Your guy is not the main guy. Segura, I don't believe it. Go see him because he is. Three months later, he comes back. What's going on? I'm like, what's going on, man? You ready to introduce me to your boss? I said, my guy, I am the boss. I don't know what you think, but I'm the boss. So I don't know who you're waiting to go see or you want me to bring you, but I am the boss. So he's like, so you trying to tell me you made such and such jewelry and such and such? I said, yeah, I made their jewelry. The jewelry you see on them, I made it. So why you don't got none here? I said, look, I'm building my empire slowly but surely, and I do everything through custom orders. So if you want something, let me know. I'll make it for you. So he tells me, you know what? Make me three small volcanoes. And he left. So I made him three small little volcanoes. I give it to him. He was like, oh, nice work, this, that, third. You made these, right? I was like, yeah, I made it here. So he's like, you made these. I'm like, is this guy crazy? Yeah, or what? yeah. Like, yeah, I made it. I made it myself. Me, me. I made it. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to try you out. I need you to make me a chain. And then he's like, you sure you made these? I'm like, this guy. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I'm going to make a chain. He gets up, he leaves. I'm like, what the hell? He left again? So a month later, he comes back and was like, all right, make my chain. I'm like, this guy is playing with me or what? Yeah. So I end up making him the alpha chain with the two stars and it says alpha on it. So it took about a month and a half to build it. And then he's like, look, I'm coming back into town. You ready? I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. So when he comes in, he sees the chain. Everything changed. 
He hugs me. He's like, oh, my God, God, this is the most beautiful. I'm like, I cannot believe you made this, this, that, that. I said, look, I am the boss, like I told you. I made it. Ever since that, we became great friends, friends. like great friends, like brothers. And Alpha opened up so much doors for me in the Latin world. That was insane. Wow. The the power of of just friendship. But I I met him through Segura and Canovano. So it was a blessing to know. But if you would have never did his jury right. Right. I would have never. Never got all this business. Right. So because of Alpha, I started getting all the celebrities. Like Faruco, Brian Myers, like all the big names. They all started coming to me. You know, uh, La Pelvesha, Yoso yes. Meloso, Kiko Crazy, Cherry Scum. Like all these big names I got right now. Wow. Because of Alpha opening the doors for me. So, Jury, just the craft inspiring you, getting all these big guys. How do you stay, um, how would I say, because... How do you always get inspired? I mean, you're ready, like, like, is it always when a new client's telling you, hey, I want this and you got to make it for them? Like, how, what keeps you inspired being in the game? Because you, you've seen it all. Everybody wants the Rolex with the diamonds, you know. Yeah, but you know. The, the Rolexes and the APs and stuff, and that's okay. I like building custom jewelry. Gotcha. That's what, so that's what keeps you on your toes, oh inspired. I, I, I'm like in love with it just to yeah. know that I did it. I built it. Because, you. yeah, even on my business cards, I have in the back of my business card, your dream, our creation. So whatever you dream about or think you want, I'll bring it to life. Okay. So, and I, I love that. That's what makes me go crazy. That's what makes me, like, uh, I, I, I did, like, the Super Mario Brothers, or I did, um, I'm doing a custom piece for someone right now that um, is, like, with light, wind, and fire, is some animation thing that I'm building right now. Yeah. And I can't wait till I see it because I'm like going crazy over it. Like the other day I did a gorilla and we put like a neon glow in the dark. So at nighttime when you turn off the light, the gorilla has all these diamonds on it, but then it glows in the dark. So people are going crazy over it right now. So whatever somebody thinks is like, bam, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Has there ever been a time that you couldn't? No. Wow. It, it takes me longer, but I do it. That's what inspires me. Okay. When I know something is hard, I fight until I build it. So you always persistent. Yeah, I'm always like that. Gotcha. Is it rough? It, it, it's, it's hard. It's real hard. You understand? Because there's times where you mess up orders because, you know, the workers didn't understand the concept of the color or or the time frame of getting it done is rough. Some of these people are demanding. They want it like quick. Right. And then when you got a big celebrity calling you and telling you they need it in a week or two days, three days, yeah, you can do it, but you got to stop all the other orders just to make that happen. And this is where it gets rough at. It brings stress. It brings headaches. You understand? So it's a rough job, but it's a blessing. Something you you won't take back. All of this just because... You wanted to put pampers and food on the table for your baby girl. Yes. So, Booch, what do you want to be known as? When you, what's your legacy when you're when you're not here in this world? What what is your gift you want to give to the world, and what do you want to be known for? That I've always been truthful. That I've never been. 
I never stole from no one. Um, honorable. And that's all I want to be known as. I don't want to be known as no. I just want to be known as I've always been that person that everybody spoke to. It's weird because you know how a lot of people say that when you die is when you hear a lot of people who love you and care for you. Yeah. And it's crazy because I end up catching Corona in March, right? Through a, a person I thought was a friend who comes in and gives me Corona, knowing he had Corona mm. and end up giving it to us in my office because I was eating a plate of food. My cousin offered a plate of food. Yeah. He eats and had Corona and gave it to me and my cousin. So I ended up getting rushed to the hospital and I almost died from it because I had pneumonia. So a lot of people heard that I was in the hospital. And I'm talking about from celebrities to old time friends to family members. And the love and support I got from people was insane. Like I was truly blessed to see how much people cared about me. And how much people loved really me. Yeah. yeah, like it was shocking to see even people I haven't seen in a long time that wrote to me and told me I can't leave this earth yet because um, I'm a blessing to them. Or, you know, people would just text me and was like, look, you've done so much for me and my family and we're praying for you. And people crying. And it was insane. Like, like if I was dead, but everybody was showing love while I was still living. And it was just a blessing to see that. And one last thing, if you can give your 20, 30-year-old Uche advice for people out there, what would you tell them? Like, be the best piece of advice you can give someone young. I'm a person who was born and raised in the city of Newark, which a lot of people tell you, oh, when you're raised in a ghetto, you won't go nowhere in life. That's not true because I had a single mother who raised four children and even though my father was near, he was never there for us. My mother was my father and my mother. So she taught us to be go-getters. She taught us to fight for what we believe in. And I worked hard to get where I want to get to. And just because you're in the ghetto or times are hard or things are rough, you can do it. Just believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you can make it far in life. You just got to have that that strive for, to, to try to be great at what you do. It took me so many years to get to where I'm at today. It took me over 20 years because everything's been going great the last two or three years for me. But it took me 20 years to get yeah. to where I'm at today. So don't give up. You can fall a million times. Just get back up and keep doing what you have to do to succeed in life. Well, a lot of people, a lot of people fail in life because they give up right away. They quit. Yeah, they quit. Because, oh, I failed at this. I'm going to give up. I failed at that. I'm going to give up. No, keep going. You never know that that next step is going to be the step to get you to that next level, to get you farther in life, to open all the doors for you. But if you don't believe in yourself, no one can help you. You can't help someone who don't believe in themselves. Because you help them, they're going to fail. You help them, they're going to take your, your hand, they're going to take whatever they can from you and give up. So you just help somebody who don't believe in themselves. Now they're going to try to go to somebody else and get more stuff yeah. or more things. And that's it.
Wow. Well, you guys heard it from himself. The man, Fuchi from Taser Diamonds. Fuchi, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Appreciate Show me so you, much man. love. I'm so honored. Love you guys. God bless you. And thank you for joining us. Yeah.